Please be seated. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your church. We thank you that we are part of something that has been going on for many, many centuries. We thank you that we are your saints. And we pray that you would teach us a little bit more about what this means today. Amen. There was another verse in that, the first song that we sung, um, that quite wonderfully sums up this day, All Saints Day. O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one, in thee for all are thine. Alleluia. Alleluia. All are one in thee, for all are thine. Now, many of you may know that today is All Saints Sunday, All Saints Day, the day before All Hallows. There are some great saints around. Think about the namesake of our church, our patron saint, Saint Stephen, who's the next slide. Here he is, looking not very happy. A lot of saints, a lot of martyrs are pictured with whatever killed them, and he's got a little stone on his head. It's, it's not a happy picture, is it? But St. Stephen, as we know, the first martyr of the church, the man of God who prayed for his murderers, a worthy patron saint for our church. This next one is one of my favorites. St. Simeon Stylites. St. Simeon was a desert mystic who became famous for living for 47 years on top of a pillar near Aleppo. This pillar was originally 10 meters high, but after a few years and after a few visitors, he decided to build it a bit higher. People came from a long, long way around to hear him preach, and they were converted by his preaching, even though he was living on a pillar. Pretty incredible man, if a little bit unusual. And the next one, Saint Dymphna. I don't actually know how to say this. Lovely picture. Yes, it's all my work. Not. Um, she was the daughter of a pagan Irish king and his Christian wife. Here she is, presumably somewhere in Ireland. Um, she built a home for people who were ill, and apparently many mentally ill people became much less ill just being around her. She is the patron saint of those who are nervous, those who are emotionally disturbed, those who are mentally ill. She seems like a pretty useful kind of patron saint, really. Growing up, I was taught that thinking about saints of the church was not something that Protestants do, proper Christians do. It was something the Catholics did. Now, to be clear, All Saints Day isn't about a cult of saints or anything. We don't need these people to intercede for us. We don't need anybody to intercede for us. We talk to God directly because of Jesus. Actually, we don't need any slides anymore because St. Dymphna will just detract. <laughs> so if we could, thank you. Um, All Saints Day is about celebrating people who were used by God even though they were flawed human beings. None of those people we just described were perfect. Some of them were very odd, 
And you may, you may have some of your favorite saints or some saints who are quite strange. But on All Saints Day, we're celebrating all on whom God has worked through baptism, through his Holy Spirit, and through the church, as Paul says in Ephesians 1. We're all connected because we're all in Christ Jesus together. We are all surrounded by the same divine love. Simeon Stylites on his pillar is our brother. Through small acts of love and through our journey of faith, we, along with Simeon, Dymphna and Stephen, are bringing the kingdom of God. Whether we think so or not, we are saints. You are saints. Did you know that Paul hardly ever uses the word saint in singular? It's usually in the plural. He talks about the saints of the church. But how do we know what a saint should be like? What should saints be doing? Well, it's always good in these cases to go to what Jesus said about these things. And I have to admit something to you here. I've added in some of the Matthew Beatitudes here. Um, When he was teaching his followers, he told them the Beatitudes, those blessed are statements that we've just heard. Now, it's really easy to read these as a must-do list, as a commands for us to be meeker than everybody else, to be hungrier than everybody else, to be poorer than everybody else, to be sadder than everyone else around us. If you can be meek, poor, and sad, you're blessed, right? Is that how it works? <laughs> I don't think so either. Now, the Beatitudes are the set reading for all saints every year. That almost makes it worse, really. We're thinking about all of these saints, these people who have gone before, who are kind of like church superheroes, if you think about it. The first martyr who prayed as he was stoned to death. The guy who decided to live on a pillar so he could be closer to God. The princess who healed people by her very presence. Those people are the kind of people who understand the Beatitudes, right? They're the ones that Jesus is really happy with. No. Jesus is not blessing us just because we are striving really hard to be as meek and poor and sad as possible. One of my favorite preachers and another saint of the church is called Nadia Boltz Weber. Um, She doesn't look like a preacher. She's heavily tattooed, has shaved hair, and um, a real attitude. Um, but, and she's a Lutheran pastor. She suggests that the Beatitudes aren't a list of conditions we have to meet, but they themselves are blessings. What if when Jesus said, blessed are the meek, he's not saying, hey, try and be a bit more meek over there in the corner, then you're going to be blessed. What if he is saying, you're blessed? The Beatitudes go from a list of instructions to a list of of actual blessings. What if the Sermon on the Mount is about Jesus lavishly pouring out his blessing on all those people who don't seem to get much blessing out of life normally? Those that society doesn't think much of. Poor people. People in pain. People who are sad. People who work for peace, not for profit. People who exercise mercy over vengeance. 
That really sounds like Jesus to me. His topsy-turvy world of the gospel. The good news that only he could bring to the world. And Jesus blesses his people throughout the ages. He blesses us now in the words of these Beatitudes. Perhaps if he was speaking to us today in this place, he would say something like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the agnostics, the people who just don't know what they think about God. Blessed are those who doubt that God is good. Blessed are those who feel that they have nothing to offer to a discussion. Blessed are those who feel that they haven't ever heard God speak or they haven't heard him for a while. Blessed are those who wish they could be anywhere but here. Blessed are those who find it hard to pray. Blessed are those who say they are spiritual but not religious. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You are the saints and I bless you now. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who know the reality of death. Blessed are those who feel like they are experiencing all the stages of grief at the same time. Blessed are those who feel that they should be getting on with their lives by now, but they simply can't. Blessed are those who are mothers of miscarried babies. Blessed are those who have been strong for everyone else for so long that they don't know how to feel anymore. Blessed are Audrey's friends. Blessed is Julie. Blessed are all the people who have lost loved ones recently. Blessed are all of the people who are coming to our service this afternoon. Blessed are those who mourn. You are the saints and I bless you. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed is that person who no one else notices. Blessed is the person who has to tell people over and over what their name is. They've just got one of those faces. Blessed are the children who don't have anyone to sit with at lunch. Blessed are the babies. Blessed are those who cannot be honest about who they are. Blessed are the unemployed, the underemployed, never employed. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. You are the saints, and I bless you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the wrongly accused. Blessed are those who work for justice and never see much in the way of success. Blessed are the foster children. Blessed are the children who are burnt out, stressed and overscheduled by the age of 10. Blessed are the children who never see their parents. Blessed are the parents who never see their children. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they are those who know there must be more than this. They are right. You are the saints, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the burnt-out social workers, and the stressed teachers who don't want to go back to school, and the professionals who take pro bono cases. 
Blessed are those who make what seems like awful business decisions for the sake of people. Blessed is everyone who has ever forgiven someone who has wronged them. Blessed are the merciful, for they understand how this whole gospel thing works. You are the saints, and I bless you. I wonder what your version of the Beatitudes would look like if you wrote it this way. And I wonder if you recognized yourself in any of these groups of people who are blessed by Jesus. We all go through times of feeling meek, times of poverty, times of mourning, times of working for mercy and justice. I wonder if we know that we are blessed through those times. Jesus' whole life was a blessing to humanity. He had all the power in the world at his disposal. Remember that bit at the end of the Ephesians reading about the glory of God. And still he chose to come to earth as a human being, as a human baby, vulnerable. By being born as a human, he blessed humanity in a way which it had never been blessed before. Every time you look at your body and dislike or even hate it or wish that it was a bit better, remember that Jesus has blessed all human flesh throughout life. Even the hidden bits, the parts we don't like, the parts that don't work so well anymore. Jesus has blessed you. Being a saint doesn't mean being perfect. It means being, having faith, being filled with God's Holy Spirit, living a life centered around Christ. And as ever in this gospel economy, when we get blessed, we don't just keep it, we give it away. We are blessed to be a blessing to other people. We might not even know it's happening, but it will. Today, we don't remember perfect people. We remember all of those faithful and flawed saints of the church to which we are connected. As well as Stephen, Simeon, Dymphna, we remember Mary Magdalene healed by Jesus. We remember Peter who messed up again and again, even though he was one of Jesus' closest friends. We remember our loved ones who have died. We remember the saints of the church. We remember Reverend Audrey Kemp, who died in Shottermill House. We think of Nancy Curt Curtis, near to death in Chestnut View. I think of my friend, Hesh, who died many years ago, but who is never far from my heart. We have a lovely opportunity to remember the saints of the church and our loved ones this, this afternoon. We have a service of thanksgiving and remembrance at three, and you're very, very welcome to come to this service. If you'd like to bring something that helps you remember your loved one, please do. And we're going to, to have a display of these things on the table here behind me. In the service, yeah, we'll be placing them on the table. So because we are embodied human people, we need to do things sometimes to remind ourselves of people, don't we? We need to do this in the presence of other people too sometimes. We've got to take a physical action in order to mark a person, a time or a place. Because we are human embodied people, we need other humans to point us in the direction of God. No, we don't need anyone to intercede for us because of Jesus. However, it is good to have this litany of saints, this great cloud of witnesses watching us and cheering us on.
Some of them are still alive. And that's why it's important to meet together. We are the saints of the church because of the blessing of Jesus. We are in the same group as St. Simeon Stylites on his pillar, St. Stephen and St. Dymphna. I wonder what difference it might make in your life knowing that you're a saint. O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen.